0: Today's episode is sponsored by Sparkloop. Sparkloop is the number one newsletter growth platform. I'm in the Sparkloop Partner Program, and within the first week, I saw my email list grow by over 12,000%. That's insane. Their newsletter growth strategies and options are the most affordable rates I have ever seen on the market. I'm no longer paying between five and ten dollars per acquired email through online ads. Now I pay as little as one dollar for warm emails that stay on my list and engaged for over 30 days. Everything is customizable in SparkLoop, and they will set you up with a team member to help you through the process. Head on over to calenbreckencom forward slash SparkLoop for more details, or just click the link in the show notes. Now, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Business Gay Podcast, where we talk about all things business, marketing, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Callum Brecken, and on today's episode, I have Yusuf Aladina. Yusuf is a marketing leader and consultant in the B2B technology space, who has over 12 years of experience developing and honing demand generation and digital marketing strategies for leading technology brands, particularly in the conversational AI space. Currently, he heads up account-based marketing at LivePerson, a leading conversational AI brand. He's passionate about fostering inclusive and empowering corporate culture and advocating for LGBTQ representation in the workplace so that people can feel comfortable bringing their whole selves to work. Y'all, this was a fantastic podcast recording. I am so excited for you to learn more about marketing with Yusuf. So let's jump in. Hey Yusuf, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. How are you doing? Hey Callan, thanks for having me. I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing great. It is sunny here in Toronto, where we are recording for the first time in a little while. So I think everybody's feeling a little bit happy today. 100%.
1: It's Friday and it's sunny. And so you can't really go wrong.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I'm really excited to jump into this conversation with you. I nerd out and geek out on this stuff all the time. And I know my listeners do as well. And we're going to be talking about marketing and lead generation and all the things For all the marketing stuff, especially the things people are doing wrong, because I think it's really fascinating because people do shit and they don't know what they're really doing. Um, So saying that, let's jump right into it. Lead generation. It can either make or break your business. What is the biggest mistake that new businesses make when they are entering the market when it comes to their business leads?
1: I think that uh, a lot of new businesses mistake um, the... Interest in the marketplace <clears throat> as the only type of interest that uh, is, is is available for them, and so, for example, a lot of new businesses they'll create a product, they'll launch their product in the marketplace, and they'll make the mistake of assuming that um, that uh, you know most people uh, that are engaging with them are already ready to buy, are already ready to purchase, and, and 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 so they'll 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 sort of limit their their uh, audience size to just is a group of people that are already you know pretty well-informed about what their products can do and are and are ready to to either request a demo for the product or talk about pricing or whatnot they will um you know the mistake is not realizing that there's a whole big audience out there that just needs a little bit more education or just needs a little bit more help kind of getting to that point right and and
0: we also spoke about before earlier when we were just talking nerd stuff about how you know the existence of the market that is there isn't going
1: to always be there at that current level. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I think a lot of startup founders, what they do, you know, they 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 realize that there's a need in the marketplace for, for a product. And, you know, they create a a product to solve a problem that they've identified in the marketplace. They launch it and there's pent up demand. There's like early adopters. There's already a bunch of people that, you know, already... Have you know experienced this problem and know you know the details, the ins and outs, and they know what, you need, what they need to do to solve it. Uh, and so you know there's 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 this you know um, there's this mistake that people are making where they're they're, they're essentially just going after this group of people uh, and, and not investing the time to. To actually, um, you know, educate people that maybe experience might be experiencing that problem, but don't know what options are out there to to, to try to alleviate them. They don't know what might happen if uh, if they don't act. Um, you know, on 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 these sort of warning signs that are coming up. For example, leveraging chatbots, you know, for your for your organization. Um, you know, there's a lot of organizations that were slow to, uh, you know, adopt this this sort of AI approach to servicing your customers and and the ones that didn't uh, jump on that and didn't do something about it are kind of left behind um you know some, some more uh you know innovative companies that already kind of made those moves
0: yeah definitely so when it comes to demand about your product or service or whatever how are people
1: measuring that demand versus how should they be measuring that demand in in my experience, I find that startup companies are often measuring demand on uh, based on people that are that are um, that are self-identifying as ready to purchase. So for example, they're measuring demand by people that are Google searching their brand name, or they're measuring demand on people that are clicking on ads that are like, hey, uh, you know, if you wanna if you want to trial this product, click here so they're measuring they're, they're 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 mistakenly assuming that the entire demand for their product is just people that you know are, are 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 doing these these few tactics or these few these few activities which is incorrect demand demand exists um you know um, outside of these things um you know there, there there's other things that that buyers can do so for example if you're looking to purchase a car you know um you're not just you're not just going to you know type in you know cars for sale and click on the first link that that shows up for for you know for a car agency or for per car dealership you might you know you might be like okay uh you know what are what are the different options do i want an suv versus a sedan or whatnot that is a type of a demand as well that's you express that's you indicating that you're in the, the purchase mindset and there's things that brands can do to capitalize on that and and be part of that process to kind of educate you and be you know, be in that, that conversation with you so that you think of them once you actually get to that point of purchasing.
0: So let's dive into that a little bit more. What's that difference between demand
1: generation and demand capture? So I think demand capture is is, is just what we talked about. Demand capture is just doing that one thing to to snag that person that's at that ready point to purchase. Demand generation, though, is contributing to um the the, the build-up of the need to purchase in somebody right so it's it's um you know it's creating thought leadership around the need to purchase a solution so companies that do well essentially are are you know companies that invest in research they'll they'll they'll, they'll build white papers or they'll build research studies and whatnot to educate the market and say you know hey this is a trend that's coming up Um, this is why, you know, you might need this particular solution in the future. So that's, that's creating that demand that's creating, that's planting that seed or that's fertilizing that seed that's in that buyer's head that, you know, Hey, there, you know, you need to maybe look into an investment for, or, or you need to maybe look into a solution for this problem that you're having. They're not just, you know, going after people that have already indicated, Hey, I know what my problem is. I know what, I know what the solutions are. Um, you know, I just want to know what the companies are out there that, that, that can provide a solution.
0: Yeah. So why do you think so many businesses miss or overlook the investment piece when it comes to demand generation? I think it can be hard,
1: right? I think that if you, if you think about demand capture, it's just doing one thing, right? Like it's just, it's just, you know, if you think about demand capture digitally, like online, it's just creating ads that are targeting people that, that are searching your brand name, for example, right? Like if somebody's searching, um, you know, if somebody's searching my business name, I, I'm just going to create an ad that, um, you know, that, that, that pushes my ad in front of them and, 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 and it immediately capitalizes on, on them, them expressing their interest. The harder game is, uh, you know, is, is investing in, in in the t- in the tactics or in the 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 activities that that, that build up that, that demand. So, for example, creating content or creating authority online with your website that uh, takes that time for Google to kind of pick pick up and and uh, and 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 rank you for. It. It's often hard to measure as well. Um, you know, it's really easy to measure the ROI of paying for an ad, right? Like, it's really easy to to say, okay, I spent. know a thousand dollars on on this ad campaign and and i and i got ten thousand dollars in sales that's easy when you spend money on a a billboard or you spend money on a press release or you spend money on a white paper or you spend money on you know a research report that's often not as easy it's not as directly correlated with the sale and so it's not that easy to to go from hey i spent this much on creating this this thing and it left and it yielded this much you know profit or revenue for me so it's harder to it's harder to quantify the the results. It takes longer to do effectively, uh, and it's and it's and it's often you know it, it it's 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 more cumbersome to do overall. But it, it, you know it's it's about it's about building a foundation. You know if you if you take the time to to slowly build the foundation the right way, then you know in the future it, it kind of leads to, to 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 more stable growth. Uh, if you if you cut corners from from the, from the beginning, you know it'll lead to a a shakier shakier building at the end.
0: I love what you're saying because I mean, the main work that I do is SEO specialist work. And so everything you're saying right now is so much of the work I do is educating the client on the long term strategy of it all. Of yeah. Like you can't just put up ads and just capture that market because eventually it's going to run dry. Eventually those leads are going to be gone because you've already saturated that market now you need to create things and that's when they backtrack and they go okay well now we need to invest in our website now we need to invest in seo now we need to create all this content and do all these things that had you been doing from the start by the time that happens and your initial um, client pool dries up of people who are already ready you've already built that no like and trust factor with the content with whatever you're putting out. So that when that happens, your organic content and organic reach can then start to take over for the fact that your ads aren't performing as well as they used to perform. Does that
1: sound? Yeah, hundred percent. That's it. That's hitting the nail on the head. I, and, I, and I understand it as well, right? I understand, you know, like, like, like long-term gratification is a hard concept for a lot of people, right? Like, especially as a business owner, it's an even more difficult concept you know you're a startup you've minimal funds available right you're really scrappy the idea of like investing you know thousands of dollars either by hiring somebody to do your seo or you know creating a piece of content or doing whatever it takes and not being able to say hey as soon as i launch this it's going to result in this and that unknown that's there i get why it's it's difficult for people to make that decision also, I realize that small startup businesses, startup owners, people that are making these decisions at these early stages for these companies—they're not marketers often, right? They're they're people that are really passionate about the the, the product that they're building, but they don't understand, you know, how, like they don't—they're not living and breathing these things as as much as you know, like yourself or other other SEO experts or other marketers are. And so it's such an unknown, and 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 that's why they default to the one thing that that. Kind of make sense of them which is the immediate cause and effect related to paid you know paid ads or just capturing the existing demand i totally get it um yeah you know if i if i if i didn't spend the years that i've spent in marketing and i started a business i would probably make those same mistakes but i do think it's important to 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 to, to rely on the, the the sort of the the expert opinions and also the the sort of the the data that comes that, that we've generated thus far in the marketplace around why it actually is fruitful and beneficial to play the longer game and invest in some of those, you know, some of those channels that are not, you know, as easy as paid search, but also in, in, in investing in creating messaging, creating content, or just putting effort into not only going after people that are ready to buy, but going after people that might possibly have, uh, you know, a, a connection with this pain point and Hey, let's, let's educate them about, you know, what the implications are like uh, sort of that longer game.
0: Yeah, I think you brought up a really important point about finances as well as when you're starting off, you don't have as much to use or to utilize and invest. And so you focus on really bootstrapping and like putting that money where you think it's gonna make the biggest impact. But then there's a problem that happens is that a year goes by or time goes by, but then the business fails to recognize that it's time to shift To a more demand creation model. So, what happens when a business fails to recognize, hey, it's time to make that shift, or it's time to say, we're now making money, we now have to invest in these things.
1: So, what I found, so I've I've, I've worked with a number of startup companies, and I found, hey, they they have this like glory days where you know it's we're spending not too much on paid ads, and we're getting you know we're getting a lot of business, and it's like, hey, it's profitable, it's making sense for us right now. They, I won't I won't bore you with too much like complicated like tech, technical terms but things like LTV to CAC, which is like the lifetime value to a customer acquisition cost ratio it makes sense essentially essentially spending however much they're spending on on you know the easy tactics, paid ads or whatever it might be is 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 profitable at that moment in time. very quickly that that curve balances out though. And, and it no longer is as profitable. And the reason why that happens is because they're, 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 they're yielding the low hanging fruit and there's not much more left. So it very quickly becomes, you know, expensive for a lot of them. Uh, and, and and when you don't, you know, when you, when you don't jump in and do something about it, when you don't diversify your channels, you know, in time, you're kind of stuck. Um, you're kind of stuck with the scenario that you're in and and you know you didn't you didn't spend the time to actually build up the demand in the marketplace uh you know you're, you're 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 stuck having to spend more on on the same amount of business or the same amount of um interest that's in the marketplace essentially you're now competing with bigger you know bigger players in the game as well um you know there, there's fewer people that are searching your name because the ones that were searching your name initially you've already kind of spent that money to capture their interest um, so, so it quickly becomes Un- unprofitable for, for a lot of businesses.
0: Yeah. Do you have any examples of maybe businesses you've worked with or companies that you see out there that made that transition really well,
1: or that you could tell made that transition well? I think that, um, you know, I think, I think there, there's a, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, you know, success stories out there, right? There We all, we know of all like the, the big tech brands and what separates these big tech brands that are innovative from, you know, competitors in the marketplace is that they, they, they establish themselves as thought leaders and establishing yourself as a thought leader is doing exactly what we've talked about thus far is investing in marketing. That's not just designed around capturing, you know, demand in the marketplace. It's about actually educating the marketplace about what's you know, what's needed. So it's, you know, it's, 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 it's tech brands or, or other brands that, you know, that, um that invest in, in actually come in, 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 I don't know what the word is for it but in, they, they invest in the long-term research stu- research studies and stuff that that actually that actually um you know that actually open people's eyes to 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 problems or to to needs that might come about in the future.
0: Yeah, and it's like what I'm doing with this podcast. Like, yes, I'm an SEO specialist. I could sit on LinkedIn and like do cold outreach emails until I'm blue in the face, but what I decided to do is go, well, you know, personal brands perform a lot better people like a story, and I love podcasting so let's create a podcast around these things these topics that I love, while also providing service and education to people around these topics that will also feed my bottom line. But in the long term it's building out a giant library of content for people who don't know like or trust me yet to go through that library of content, to understand, okay, this is who he is, these are his competencies, and then this is all the great value he's put out there. But that takes a lot of time to consciously invest in that, knowing that payoff will be coming on later down the road, but not seeing that instantaneous payoff coming in. It can be really,
1: really hard for people to definitely do. Yeah, it's it's all about building that authority, right? And I think that's um, you know, I think I think once you do, once you establish yourself as authoritative where it's like people are you know, people are coming to you not just to purchase your product but for advice on what product to purchase or like, hey, what's going to happen if I don't do this thing that you're telling me I should do and they trust what you're saying about it. Not only will it lead to like an easier sale at the end of the day because, you know, if you're researching a problem you're having in your in your role in a company or in your life, and you're turning to, you know, like I say, I, let's say I'm starting a business and I don't know how to do SEO and I'm turning to you to educate me on how to do SEO, you better believe I'm going to come to you once I'm ready to invest in SEO. But I think most most times as well, when you invest in in, in building up that authority, when a person or when a company does purchase your products, they're going to be stickier as well right because they're going to be really well informed and they're going to have a lot of trust and loyalty with you people that purchase your solution but did it be, you know not not having that that sense of security with your authority they're going to they're going to jump ship you know as soon as any anything anything kind of doesn't match up with what their expectations were you know it's like oh okay i was expecting this to you know solve this problem by this date and it's not doing it by that day i'm jumping ship because i never really trusted you to begin with right so i think building authority which is the theme of what we've been talking about, building authority and spending that time taking the, the foot off the pedal of trying to drive sales and actually taking the time to build authority, it pays off in so many different ways. Uh, and 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 it's not to say that you just do one or the other. It's not to say that, hey, you don't need to be you know, generating business. You don't need to be capturing demand while you're doing this. There, there's sort of a, an equilibrium of doing both. And typically the companies that do it really well are the ones that are able to, Accurately measure the results and be able to track, you know, how how much am I spending and how much is it yielding? And they have those sort of data insights that that show those things. But there is sort of a sweet spot of investing in both tactics or or, or multiple tactics to 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 help you grow in in a sustainable way. Yeah. So to continue on with this train of thought, what
0: advice would you have for businesses that are listening right now and they're about to make that switch because they've listened to this podcast? from not just doing ads and kind of hoping for the best, but switching into that demand creation mode? What advice or tips do you have for those people?
1: So number one, I would, I would do the research. So if I was a startup or a small business owner, and I was conscious of the fact that, hey, I know that, you know, in six months time, I'm no longer going to have the pool of potential business that I, that I have right now, what am I going to do? I'm going to research, I'm going to look online and see like, okay, what, what type of chances are there's another organization that's doing exactly what we're talking about. That's doing, that's taking that time to educate your market, your audience group. They're usually bigger, right? They're usually like the, the, the companies that can afford to do it often, but just seeing what they're doing and, and, and seeing how they're, they're kind of educating the marketplace to, to identify, Hey, what can I do to, 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 add my voice to, to the crowd. Um, I would also, this is harder for a lot of businesses to do, but there's, there's this practice called buyer journey mapping. I know it's a technical term, but it, to sum it up, it's essentially researching and understanding the path that your ideal buyer takes to purchase. So where, which channels, like, are they, are they on social media? Are they engaging with you on social media? Are they using a review site? Are they, are there influencers that are influencing their decisions? What, which pages on my website are they engaging in? Are they clicking on my ads? All these kind of things. Cap, finding out what are these things that people are doing along that path to purchase. When are they doing these things along that path to purchase? Which message that I'm putting out there is resonating with them? Taking the time to do that um, will then make it easier for you to then diversify your activities and your tactics, and you'll have a much more... Um, Confidence in in investing in in, in different things um, rather than just investing in something as simple as paid ads.
0: Yeah. Because then you're going to know like, are they reading blog articles? Are they listening to podcasts? Are they watching? Like, where are they? Are they on YouTube? Like, what are you going to create for them to continue that journey of like learning and education to start bringing people in who, you know, weren't necessarily ready to buy, but they're like on that cusp, taking it back to that car they're looking around for the car, they don't necessarily want to buy one right now, but they're starting that journey, they're starting that process. And if you can create and generate that demand in that creation mode of like creating content, putting things out there to capture that, it's going to make it much better for you in the long run. Uh, I'm probably biased here. But I think a lot of it also comes down to, you know, creating that content in regards to like blog articles, SEO, building out that library of content for people to come and find you. People can discover you organically on Google, doing a podcast, having somebody on your team or a specific person or a style or a corporate podcast that you put out. It's, you know, it, I think podcasting, I heard a crazy stat grew by like 25% in the last year. And which is huge. I mean, not every podcast is obviously a great podcast, but it just goes to show like the, 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 the mode at which people are listening to things or doing things, it's definitely a great idea to invest in. And if you do it correctly, it can also add to your SEO and your bottom line if you're making sure that you're putting it on the website and doing it correctly and all of those things. Um, so there's definitely lots of ideas and options. Is there
1: anything else that you'd like to add on this before we wrap things up? No, I think I think um you know I would be happy if the one takeaway that you know that that your listeners and and your readers and uh, you know take from this session is that um is that it's 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 worth it to take a to 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 slow down and take a breath and and actually invest the time to do a bit of research um you know before before you go and and, and also there is hope if your costs are starting to rise and you're only doing one thing to to generate leads for your business there is hope that they're not always going to be high that there's some things that you can do to try to, to to try to bring those costs back down uh there's some other you know marketing investments that you can make there's there's other things that you can create there's other channels you can leverage that uh that, that might provide new opportunities for you uh and and so um you know if i if i could just relay that to to my audience i'd be happy and you'd be surprised I, i've worked with a lot of brands that, that just are unaware that they, they they spent you know two three years. After starting a business, only kind of doing a certain type of marketing and not really knowing, um, you know, there's the, so the art of the just, yeah. there's so just many there. but, options. So many options. Just like where you said, podcasts, TikTok for a lot of business. There's there's just so many channels that are just popping up these days. Oh yeah, um, you know, it's uh, it's 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 it. it yeah, it, there there there's a there's a lot of ways to to to, to be successful as a small business. Um, that just a lot of small business owners or startup owners are, are just unaware of. So Yeah, especially small business owners. Like if
0: you're a small business owner, you're probably the face of your business. And you shouldn't be afraid of that because if you want your company to grow, it's going to need to have that in some regard. Whether it's a grows to be a big company, there still needs to be, you know, there's the CEO, they're the out front person. That is their job for a reason. And so if you want to be that person, you know, you can think about doing like, Uh, events and going to conferences speaking on stages like or if you don't want to be that person finding somebody for your business or company that will be that person because these are also different ways to you know start those capture or create that demand create that you know capture early on so that they start down the rabbit hole of who you are what you offer and, and all that good stuff 100%. This has been a fantastic conversation. I really, I can geek out on this stuff forever. <laughs> Me um, too. Where can people find out more about you, your offerings, and and how to work
1: with you and all that jazz? Uh, so, I'm I'm working with uh, you know, startup tech companies uh, these days to to educate them just on these these same principles. You know what's uh, what's what's the the art of the possible in terms of getting your brand out there. Um, you know, and and helping brands build a roadmap to to to, to success, and in, in terms of diversifying themselves in the marketplace or in the digital marketplace. So you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I uh, I think uh, if you're able to share my my, my LinkedIn, um, yeah, profile. I'll have
0: the link in there. Yeah. Don't worry, everybody. I'll get the links in there so you can have
1: all that access. Um, and do you yeah. do consulting, like one on one, and that kind of a thing? Yes, I do, and and I also just love to, like you said, just geek out and just have conversations about these kind of things. And so, um, you know, if uh, if there's ever any any questions or 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 you know, just desires to chat about these things, I'm always game. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being a guest today, Yusuf. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: What a phenomenal conversation! I could talk about this stuff for hours. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. If you really enjoyed it, you can give it a star rating. And hey, maybe even share with a friend if you got value out of this. The Business Gay podcast is written, produced, and edited by me, Callan Brecken. And if you're trying to do this whole crossover to, you know, create some lead generation from organic content and you're trying to use your website and it's not performing and you don't know why, well, head on over to Callanbrecken.com forward slash audit and I will help you figure out what's going on with your SEO on your website to make sure that you are set up for success. Or just click the link in the show notes. That's it for today. Peace, love, rainbows.